Welcome to the She is a Nourish Mom podcast, where we talk about all things self-care, motherhood, and faith for the Christian mom who wants to transition from worn out to winning as the mom and woman God called her to be. I'm your host, Dr. Latoya Wiggins, but please just call me Latoya. I just want to be your mommy friend and sister in Christ as I teach you how to no longer feel depleted, but how to develop healthy habits to be nourished, renewed, and rejuvenated with biblical principles that bring peace instead of self-pity. Now let's get nourished together. Welcome to part two of our conversation on creating work-life balance for moms. In part two of our conversation, these mamas talk about having mom guilt and what it was like when they began to create work-life balance and the powerful impact that they began to notice and feel in their bodies in their homes, and even their businesses and their careers when they prioritize self-care and work-life balance. Stay tuned and enjoy. Yeah, so there was me feeling guilty, wearing that mom guilt, and my children feeling rejected and neglected. But they are right now. It's been five years. They're used to it. Now they're like, Mom, you, didn't you say you're going out with the girls? Because we don't feel like doing these dishes. And I'm like, do the dishes. And yes, I'm going out with the girls. I love that you mentioned that because that guilt, I feel like sometimes we just feel guilty in general and nobody is worried about what we're doing. (laughs) And then there are other times when we feel guilty because somebody's feeling rejected. You know, maybe it's the kids, maybe it's your significant other, your friends, whoever. And I feel like that rejection piece can really keep you trapped. But I feel like it's always important to remind yourself of your why. You know, why am I doing this? Who is going to benefit from this? You know, so that's when you can really differ, you know, differentiate. Am I being selfish or am I actually just taking care of myself for a reason that's going to benefit everyone? Um, you know, I feel like as moms or anyone, you know, when you make changes, sometimes people have to get used to that change. And that's, you know, the issue, you know, so yes. Your children are used to you doing things one way. Your spouse can be used to you doing things one way. Your friends, whatever it is. So when you make these changes, it's like, huh, what? What you mean? <laughs> you know, you can think about like you're with your friends all the time and then you start dating. It's like, so you're just going to hang out with him all the time? <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever the case may be. Um, You know, you're married and now you have children. Okay, can I get some love too? You're giving all your kids the love, you know. We... It's going to be some rejection, but again, I always say, just remind yourself of your why, you know, and even ask God for direction. (laughs) Always go back to him for direction. Am I doing this right? This is what you want me to do. And a lot of times they just have to go in the ballgame, you know, learn this is, this is what things are going to look like now in order for me to take great care of myself and actually be able to give you the best of me. And I feel like I'm sure your children after a while, they saw a difference. It's like, okay, she'll spend the time with us a lot. But now that she's getting her little girl time and everything, <laughs> she's actually a much nicer mom, you know, so they'll see those different changes. Same thing with your spouse. You know, you may make some changes and it's like, uh, I don't like that. But now it's like, okay, I'm getting a little bit more loving now. Okay. I'm getting the hi, how you doing? A kiss at the door, you know, whatever. They see these changes, you know? So always remind yourself of your why. So, you know, guilt is going to come up. It's going to come up. Remind yourself of your why and dismiss it. And I wish I had it. I don't want to be scrambling. I might find it while one of y'all talking. But um, 
um, Latika, I was uh, listening look, listening to the book that um, you had at your um, your event, um, Slay Like a Mother, and I wrote it down to go back um, to look at, but she was differentiating, I think, between, I want to say it was guilt and shame. If it wasn't shame, it was guilt and something else, and that's what it reminded me of when you were talking about that in the kid. It was... Um, it was, it was, she was pretty much just talking about the guilt piece, you know, like you had that guilt piece because you actually did something wrong. And then you had the guilt that it's like, you feel guilty because you are actually a good mom, <laughs> you know? So you're, you're worried about doing something wrong. That's a good guilt. <laughs> and sometimes it's like, if you don't have that guilt, it might be something wrong with you, you know? So they, that guilt piece you know, the way you were talking about it, that's actually a good thing. It keeps you in check. Like the fact that I'm worried about if I'm going to make a mistake, that means I am a good mom. Or even like you said, like the good and the bad mom, like you said, we're all imperfect. <laughs> we are all imperfect beings. And even with our children, you might get something right with one child. And that same thing you do with one child is not going to work with another child child <laughs> and that goes with everything the way we you know like love languages if you think about the love language so the way you love one child is going to be different than you um the way you love another child of course the food issue that i know a lot of us deal with <laughs> it was working with this child it ain't working with this child <laughs> you know so we just have to really figure out and then you know and then it changed you know today they like chicken nuggets now they don't like it another day or it could be the same day, actually. Earlier, <laughs> you like this meal. Later on, you don't like it anymore. So with children, it's going to evolve from day to day, out of hour to hour, from each child to another child. <laughs> you know, just like you with us, we grow. You know, um, even like with our love languages, it can change. So sometimes our spouse may do something for us. And or we do something for our spouse, and then all of a sudden we don't like it, and like one of us have an attitude, like you used to like it, you know. So we are all imperfect people. So I love that you mentioned that. It's always just evolving and growing, learning and growing, learning and growing. We're gonna be learning and growing to the day we die. <laughs> so, ladies, I want to know, like through those challenges you've had, those challenges you've had in the past. How have you learned to create that work-life balance? So, you know, how are you learning to find time for self-care? How are you learning to find time to nourish those important, those other important pieces of you outside of just being a mom, <laughs> being Nicole, being the kid, being Latika, outside of just being a mom, a wife, a boss, the mompreneur, the employee, employer, whatever. <laughs> I could go on with the titles. <laughs> How have you this? Um, how have you learned to create that work-life balance, and what does it look like for you on a day-to-day -day basis? Oh, and we'll start with you, Nikia. <laughs> okay, so for me, I demand it, right? I, it, it's not negotiable. I explained to my children when they, you know, when we were going through when they were feeling neglected. I explained to them, "Mommy has to take care of mommy." And, you know, I, it took a lot of talking, everybody. It wasn't one conversation. It wasn't one rebellious act. No, no. So there was constant reminders and about taking care of me and also showing them that they, like, I would point out my, one of my daughter, she is an artist, art. And I said, when you do that, you forget everybody. 
say, and then you come out of your room and you're so peaceful. I need that too. Listen, little sis, mommy needs that too. So I demand it. One thing that helps me are roles and responsibilities, scheduling and partnerships. So family structure is a lot like business structure. You have a mission statement in that business and everything flows from that mission statement, roles and responsibilities, scheduling, business partnerships. Same thing with a family. Family can use a mission statement. So that way, when things start going left, bring everybody back to the table. Listen, guys, are we working towards our family's mission here? Uh, that's the that's the teacher part coming out of me. What are we doing here, guys? <laughs> so those roles and responsibilities, everybody has a role. Everybody has a responsibility. My daughter knows it's her responsibility to walk the dog. I'm the, the chef of the family. My husband, he goes, he cleans the kitchen after. That's just our routine. Um, my children's schedule is on the refrigerator. So when they come in from after school, they know what's for snack. They know what time dinner is going to be served. They know what time they have to get in the showers. And guess what that does for me on a daily? It allows me the time to do whatever I like, whether it's relax, watch the news, take a hot bath, whatever, because they're not coming to me saying, mommy, mommy, what, what can I have for a snack? I'm hungry. Oh, the dog went to the bathroom in the dining room. Oh my goodness. It rolls responsibilities, scheduling. When those things, when they're running like a well-oiled machine, when I go and demand and take myself care, I do it with ease because all of that, they already know what's expected and they're handling it. So now I can do my self-care whatever that activity is, and I can relax knowing that everything is okay at home. Partnerships. What do we do as, what are we doing now? We're collaborating, right? With, I'm pretty sure this is not the last time we're going to see each other, ladies. Not at all, because I followed all of you on social media, so you will be seeing me again. <laughs> so partnerships. My sister-in-law and I, we used to, when our children were a lot younger, um, my biological, my oldest is 18 now, so he helps a lot with the seven-year-old and, and I have a 15-year-old. My two bonus sons are out of the house. But he helps a lot with that now. When my sister-in-law, when they were a lot younger, my sister-in-law, she would take my children one day a month for the whole day. And I would take her children one day a month for the whole day. That was partnering. We both recognized, wait a minute, we both need a break here. Let's help each other out. And so that made the days and weeks leading up to my day, it made it bearable. It's like, okay, because I knew I had something to look forward to for me. And I was just like, okay, you know what? Okay, it's okay that you broke the fifth glass. It's all right. Just let me sweep it up. Get out the kitchen. Don't want you to cut your foot. But I knew I had that one day coming. And she knew the same thing. And when I say we kept them all day from morning until night an entire day. So my husband and I, we would go on um, dates, date nights, or sometimes I would just enjoy the peace and a nice glass of red wine in my home and do nothing. So those are the things that, that help me with my mindfulness and self-care, roles and responsibilities, scheduling, and partnerships. 
Yes, I like that. That's something I've been trying lately um, with the schedule. So <laughs> my oldest son, he's 13. So as soon as he got his own room, I put that schedule right there, <laughs> right now. Look, we still working on, I, you know, I still have to give him some reminders, but it is right there. <laughs> Did you do your chore for today? Okay. <laughs> if not, let's get it done. <laughs> um, even with my middle son, who's uh, six, he has a little... Um, it's his not as detailed, but he has like pictures, like this is what we do. It has times, you know, and, you know, just giving your children little chores, even if something as simple as just get the toys up off the floor so I don't have to, <laughs> you know, every little bit helps, you know, instead of me walking around and uh, picking up toys, throwing them here and everywhere. These are your toys. Pick them up. <laughs> and the laundry. Oh, my goodness. Oldest son. Wash and fold your own clothes, and even sometimes I'll still wash them. But guess who's still folding them? Here you go, <laughs> separate pile. Here you go. <laughs> and even lately, I'm like, it's five of us, it's hard to keep up with, even with my husband. Sometimes now, look, here are your clothes. I washed them, <laughs> you fold them because <laughs> I can't keep up with it. So, we're gonna have to learn how to figure out what some kind of balance is, you know. So, that's been a big thing for me. Um, even with the work-life balance, when I was doing a nine to five, like you said, this routine, just kind of just think about what is a certain day <laughs> that I can do things. If it was a weekend when it was just me and my oldest son, if it's the weekends when he go with his father, I can decide to hang with my friends. Or like you said, sometimes just staying at home and getting the rest that I need. <laughs> just prioritizing that time. You don't always have to be on the run. <laughs> Relax. Now that I'm married, um, having that good support system. Thank goodness I have wonderful parents, my mother and my in-laws. So, you know, they take care of the kids. Um, the work-life balance for me right now as a mompreneur building my business. My mother-in-law is um, retired. Like I said, I got some good, I was, I was blessed with a good family. <laughs> she comes over a few days during the week and I work during that time, you know, that she's here. You know, so then the days that she's not here. I prioritize those days to be like my cleaning days and, you know, spending more time with my children. So you just got to find out what it looks like for you, whether you're a working mom, you're a, um, a mompreneur, even if you are a um, stay-at-home mom watching right now. It's really about finding out what works for you, finding a good routine and knowing that you are not meant to do it alone. No matter, even if you are a stay-at-home mom, you still need help. <laughs> so figuring out what the kids can do, what your spouse can do. Um, I love that you mentioned partnering with another woman. Um, I always tell moms that's something, you know, that you can do because I've heard other moms say that. Like, look, you can partner with another mom. <laughs> Both of you all need the self-care. Okay. Pick a day where you can go do your thing and she keeps the kids. Then you keep the kids and she can go do her own thing. And like I said, that gives you a day they can look forward to, <laughs> you know, and yeah, like you partner with that. Even like building a career, um, not a career, but a um. A business. Sometimes you don't have time to work on your business. Okay, let's swap. You wash the kids while I work on my business for whatever this amount of time is, an hour. And then we can swap, you know, so we just got to be creative. I think that's a big thing, being creative <laughs> in how we plan our um, schedules. Uh, but yeah, the, the schedule piece, the planning piece, so crucial in creating that work-life balance. And remembering that it doesn't have to be equal. You're just finding out what works for you and your family. Not the next mall. What works for you and your family? All right, Latika, what about you? What are some um, ways that you have created that work-life balance for you and your family? Absolutely. One of the things that I've done, which has been um, a challenge for me in the past, is 
um, creating boundaries at church. Um, and so I would say yes to everything. Someone will come to me, uh, whether it was Sister Hill or Sister Vines. Can you do this for me? Can you do this? Absolutely. I'm doing it for the Lord. Yes, I will do it. Um, and so what I had to learn was to create the boundary. Um, and I love your, your, your word alignment. When I understood my purpose, then I knew what would be aligned to that purpose. You know, I can't be in every ministry. I can't be um, a leader in every ministry, but I can be good in this one ministry doing what my purpose is. And that has helped me a lot um, to understand what that is and create those boundaries and, and saying no. But the other thing is understanding what I need. And this is very hard for us as working moms because um, we have a problem with accepting help, for asking help and, re and receiving help. And what I had to learn was I need help. I can't do this by myself. Yes, you know, I have my husband, he's at home and he's doing, you know, the best that he can, you know, in, in the house with the kids. But I need like 15 of me for each one of my kids and the housework and the laundry and the cleaning of the house and washing the baseboards and everything else. So what I had to learn was every week or every other week, do a data dump. What do I need to get done this week? And then with that, prioritize what really can get done this week. And then who can I attach to that task. And so, yes, the kids, because the kids, you know, they they do their laundry, they they got the kitchen, they're learning how to cook, they're doing it all. But I have four girls, and each of these four girls have thick, long hair. I have learned to go ask somebody, somebody's child, to come help me take the braids out of my kids' hair. I have asked individuals to say, hey, can you cook me a meal on Sunday so it can last all week? So that's one day I don't have to cook. Hey, can you help me to <laughs> organize these closets and change them out from one season to the next? Because it's, it's overwhelming to do it four times. So can I have, can, can y'all help me for like 30 minutes to do this? And if we can tag team, this can get done really quickly. But I had to learn what are my priorities and then who can help me do this. And when it comes to self-care, I had to identify what it meant to me because self-care is different for everybody. And I practice it every single day, every single day. I have my walks with, with God. I work out five days a week because that is what self-care means to me. And I have a journal right here that I write in because mentally I need to be okay. So I'm journaling and I see a therapist. And that that is something that I've prioritized. And even now um, I'm prioritizing my physical health, just making sure that I am healthy inside and out. Um, and so with that, I truly, 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 truly practice self-care 
regularly because like you said, Nakia, if I am not okay, nobody in this house is okay. If I don't pour into my own cup, what am I filling other people's cups with? So I have to pour into myself and I realize that is my priority. That is my first priority to myself. And if I want to be good for the kingdom, I got to take care of myself. Um, so I truly prioritize self-care. Yes, I love that you mentioned, you know, just accepting help and asking help. <laughs> a lot of us have a big problem with that. And even like with me, and I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> are like this too, even when you get better with it, sometimes you still feel like, oh no, I got it. <laughs> and then you're thinking, I should have just said yes. Because <laughs> that guilt <laughs> will creep in. But we got to know what we need to say yes to and no to. You know, I love that. I, uh, I, woo, power to you, girl moms, because with the boys, I'm like, my oldest has long hair right now. We're still trying to figure out what we're doing, locks, not locking it. I don't know. But just doing his hair, I'm like, oh, my goodness. This is why I did not have a girl, because <laughs> doing his hair just every few weeks is enough. So power to y'all. <laughs> So I love that you mentioned though, like, look, it's four four years. Mm -mm. I need some. I need some help. <laughs> Can you help me take the hair out? You know, whatever it is, whether it's doing hair, like to the laundry. I really, I rarely ever go to a grocery store anymore. Instacart, whatever. Just take my money, extra money, because it's giving me more peace of mind. You know, <laughs> giving me peace of mind. And soon, I would love to get me a house cleaner. At least just come in here just once a month. That's all I need. Just once a month. <laughs> I've seen people, they out, um, how do you say out service, out, outsource, outsource the laundry and everything. Whatever you got to do, look, this is a new day and age. We do not have to feel guilty about how we were raised and our mamas, grandmamas and everybody before us doing it all. Whatever we can do to bring us some peace of mind, do it. <laughs> that is self-care. bringing peace and it actually gives you more time to do stuff for yourself. It gives you more time to do things with your family or whatever it is that you want to work on. Outsource that stuff when you can. Um, delegate. That's what I was thinking about when you started talking about, um, you know, things that you can, pretty much a job you can give to somebody else. That's delegation. You know, so what are some things that you must do yourself and what's some things that you can give to somebody else? Delegation is so important. And like you said, finding out what self-care looks like for you. Girl, I need to get on your regimen for them workouts. But um, <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I've been slacking in the last few weeks. But yeah, five days a week, girl, you you got to go on. I got to get back up there. <laughs> Look, she got me thinking about, she probably got some them, um six-pack abs she was talking about already. <laughs> Latika got the core going on. <laughs> But yes, we got to find out what self-care looks like for us. You know, what self-care looks like for me is not going to look like, it's not going to be the same as somebody else. Or it could be the same, but every aspect of it is not the same. Or even the duration. You know, some people may be good with just a 30-minute workout. Somebody like, oh, I'm trying to be in the gym for two hours. <laughs> you know, or I just got to run. I do not like running. My husband loves to run. You really ever going to see me run, but I'll dance. <laughs> I'll do a step class, you know, so just find out what it looks like for you and then try to be consistent with it. 
you know, rather that is, you know, you do something daily, you know, we, we should have something that we do daily. And then other things, you know, just figure out what that looks like for you. Maybe it is a massaging your nails, like, you know, those pampering things. They okay today, <laughs> you know, maybe that's once a month, every two weeks, whatever. And just be consistent with whatever it is. Picking up a the phone and talking to a girlfriend instead of going months and months and months, years, you don't even know what's going on with your friends, you know, <laughs> having that consistent date night. If it's just once a month, you know, to get out the house, if it's every week to just like, Nicole said, hey, if we just got a Netflix and chill, grab a glass of wine, whatever, it, you know, date night is going to look like for us. Just be consistent, consistent with your kids, you know, whatever it is, you know, um, however long you want to spend with them each day, maybe a weekly activity. Just find out what works for you and your family. And that's all that matters. And um, let me see. I did Nikhil. Yeah, Nikhil, Latika. Yeah, Nicole. <laughs> Trying to make sure I didn't miss anybody. Nicole, what does work-life balance look like for you? How are you creating that time for yourself and your family and all those important pieces of you? Yeah, uh, there's so much that I want to say. So I'm going to try to make it succinct. Um, it's probably a combination of everything everyone has already said. Number one, for me, it also is non-negotiable, right? Like it is something that I prioritize and I've had to learn how to be comfortable doing that because I don't know who mentioned it, Nakia, I think it was you, but when I first started to, you know, practice self-care, um, husband was looking sideways, uh, kids was looking sideways. Even my mama was like, so you doing what? I didn't do that. I'm like, well, look, look here, ma'am. Like Latika said in the chat, I am not my mama or my grandmama, right? And the things that I deal with now, although similar, are not the same. Um, but I think in the middle of all of that, there's three key things that I do. Delegate is absolutely one of them. So uh, we have a family of five as well. We know who's walking the dog, what time the dog is being walked. Um, you know, my son is responsible for fixing the shoes, making sure he's making his bed. He has like his little routine, that sort of thing. Um, with my husband, he's the chef. And so I got to be honest for a second, because I struggled with that for a while, because I felt like it was my job as a wife to do it, even though I can cook. Right. He's a better cook. It's much easier for him. It's going to take me 45 minutes to do something he can do in 20 minutes. So I had to get over myself and my ego and allow him to help. Um, in addition to that, it's communication. Like it's constant communication. And it's like you said, Latika, I have to know what I need. And I know have, I have to know what my priorities are. So sometimes that means I'm asking the 20-year-old, like, hey, I need 20 minutes. Your brother is off the chain. Can you just watch him? I just need to go outside and get some air before I catch a case. Like, help me, please, right? Or, you know, with my husband, it's like, yeah, I know that you cook and I clean and we kind of share these duties. But could you help me go through this basket of laundry that's been sitting there all week? Like if you sort, I'll fold, hang, you know what I mean? Like communicating what we need to each other. And we encourage that throughout our house as well. Um, I think also making sure that I'm planning. Planning is so huge for me. So similar to what you've all said, I do self-care daily as well. Uh, I recently, over the last month, I got a personal trainer, y'all. I'm not, I'm not at five days a week yet, but I'm getting there. I'm there three days a week. She's trying to get me to five, but she's going to have to let me work through this soreness first, right? Um, but 
making sure that I'm doing that on a regular basis, that I'm mindful of how much water I'm drinking, that I'm mindful of how much sleep I'm getting, having that bedtime, those routine pieces, um, and really just making sure that I'm taking care of myself in that way. One other thing is like on a monthly basis, like this weekend coming up is my self-care weekend. That's scheduled. And I'm communicating that to everybody in my house. And it's where I go and I stay Friday and Saturday at a hotel by myself. So nobody's calling me mom. I don't got to hear nothing about dogs. I don't have no wifely household obligations. And I do schedule a massage at that time, right? So that I can really just relax. Um, and it's clear. Everybody knows what they're doing, who's on first, what's on second. Don't call me unless the house is on fire, but call 911 first because I can't do nothing from my hotel. Like I can't get there fast enough. You know what I mean? Um, and being able to just be consistent with that. And again, I had to learn how to be comfortable with that because I didn't know how to be by myself. Um, you know, I would get there and be like, oh, I wonder what the kids are doing. I'm calling, I'm checking or, you know, just doing busy work. But me making it a priority, me communicating, delegating so many different things throughout the household and accepting that help and being able to be comfortable saying I cannot do this by myself. And matter of fact, God didn't build me to do this by myself. So I'm going to need you to clean the bathroom. I need you to put away the dishes. I need you to help me with the laundry. And being honest about that, and that's okay. So that's my my combination of things. Hey, Mama, I hope you enjoyed part two of our conversation. Stay tuned to part three next week, and be sure to write down your takeaways so you can start implementing work-life balance in your busy life. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the She is a Nourish Mom podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share with a mommy friend who needs to hear this message. Connect with me on social media at She is a Nourished Mom. And let me know your ahas and takeaways from this week's episode. Until next time, keep nourishing yourself, mama.